Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. Uh, this morning we're going to talk about words on fire. Uh, we started last week uh, with uh, uh, a series called Words on Fire. And I'm going to try uh, an experiment right, right away. I saw this uh, pastor do this uh, just, uh, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. I saw it online and I figured, let, you know what, I'm a risk taker. Let's try it. So uh, I need a volunteer. Dan, Daniel, would you be my volunteer? Would you be willing to be a volunteer? And come on up here. Let's give him a hand, yeah? I just want, I, we're going to try this. I don't know if it's going to work, but we're going to try it, okay? If you just stand, like, maybe on that X. Just stand on the X, yeah? All right, now, because you have the mask on, you have to speak loudly, yeah? Okay. Can everyone hear him? Okay. Nice and loud. You got to speak nice and loud. You don't have any problems with your shoulders or anything like that? No. Okay. Can you put your hands out like this? Okay. So I'm going to just put a little pressure on there. Okay, good, good. That's good. All right, now keep your hands out. All right, and then you trust me, right? So yeah. just follow me, okay? okay. But you've got to say it loud. I don't think people can hear you because I can barely hear you. Yes, I can. Okay, you can trust me. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I want you to repeat after me. Yes. Okay. I'm a loser. No, I'm not. <laughs> just follow me. Okay. Okay. I'm a, I'm loser. a loser. I can do nothing right. I can I can't do nothing right. No one loves me. No one loves me. Everything I do fails. Everything I do fails. And I know the future is hopeless for me. And I know the future is hopeless for me. Oh, you're pretty good. You resist. You resist. That's good. That's good. Okay, sit down. Okay. Because you'll see that most of the time, if we say those words... See, he was resisting. He said, no, I'm not. Thank you. See, today I want to talk about something that is inside us all the time. It's called self-talk. Self-talk. And you'd be surprised how much you talk to yourself. You walk in this room and you start talking to yourself. You look at the, 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 the worship team and you start making thoughts and you, you're talking to yourself. And, you know, the only people that really sometimes know what you're thinking is maybe your best friend or your spouse or somebody. You know, that's the only one who really knows some of those thoughts that you have, those really, uh, you know, thoughts that uh, you don't really want anybody to know about, you know. And... Uh, Oh, come on, guys. Don't do this to me. Thank you. This is a new little toy I'm using, and so it's shutting off on me. Don't do that. James says this. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world, uh, send the whole world up in smoke, and go up in smoke with it when, it's, when the smoke is right and it comes from the pit of hell. That works for when we, I mean, you know, there's this expression in America, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. That is such a lie. Sticks and stones may, well, may break your bones, but names will kill. You can bring down kingdoms with words, right? Can I get an amen? You can bring down kingdoms with words. Well, it's the same inside us when we talk to ourselves. 
I was talking to someone just this week, uh, the, uh, maybe two weeks ago, and, and, and they said this to me. They said, you know, I'm one of those people that when something goes wrong, when something happens outside, you know, the first thought I have is, what did I do wrong? That was the, that's their first conclusion that they come to, is that they did something wrong, that there's something wrong with themselves. And, and a lot of times the battle, when we just sang all about it, we just sang all about it. I, I'm, I'm nothing without you, but with you I'm everything. Right? But we say that we need to continue to say this to ourselves because we have such destructive words going on inside us. I like Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 and 37 from the message says it this way. It's your heart, not the dictionary, that gives meaning to your words. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words uh, is, is going to come back and haunt you. There will be a time for reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can be your salvation and words can be your damnation. Even the words you say to yourself. Even the words you say to yourself can either cause you to move on or cause you to shrink back. And so today we've been talking about words and today we're going to talk about what I call self-talk. Like, look at this, look at this, uh, I think they have it. Show that slide. How do you read that slide? Mm -hmm. Yeah, huh? Which way do you read it? You don't matter, give up? Or you matter, don't give up? We do this inside ourselves all the time. This always is part of our self-talk. You know, have you ever met uh, uh, women that, you know, you see them and, and you say to them, you know, wow, you look lovely today. And you can just see inside their mind. Not really. The first thought they have, no, 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 I, I, I weigh too much. Or, you know, I, or I have this one thing. Or, you know, you look in the mirror and the first thing you see is that defect. And you say to yourself, look at that. You talk to yourself and you, you can, and, and you can bring yourself down so easily. I, I was talking to a, uh, another friend of mine the other time and he just says, you know, I'm just, I just, I'm motivated by fear. Motivated by fear. And, and, and that's actually a really strong motivator. It really moves. You know, pastors sometimes, they motivate through guilt and they'll get people to do a lot of things through guilt, but such a bad way. And in ourselves, when, we, when we're motivated by this kind of self-talk of fear or of guilt or of shame, it may, it may cause us to move forward, but in the end it leaves us empty and like slaves. So today we really want to concentrate. I've got to figure out how to make sure this thing doesn't keep shutting off on me. Yes, facial recognition, please. Thank you. Whatever you're doing up there, do something. Thank you. Today I want to talk about how you need to let these words inside. I'm going to talk about how to get words inside of you to begin to get some kind of rhythm going inside your heart that your, your self-talk. I, I mean, actually, you know, uh, the experiment obviously didn't work the way I planned it, but it actually worked because the first thing I said to Daniel is, you're a loser. And he's like, no, I'm not. Like his self-talk came right back at me. That's good. That's a good thing. 
Because you know the world. You know what's going out there, man. You're a loser, right? I mean, it's out there all the time. It's always out there, and it's continually sometimes uh, bombarding you. Some of you have, like, you know, grown up in families. I remember talking to this one guy. He was a, he was a Chinese man, and uh, he took, you know, you have to take those tests to get into, you know, the, the, the higher levels of education, and, you know, where you fall is, you know, and, like, he took a test. It was 10,000 uh, students taking that test. And he came in third. Woohoo! Three. Top three. I remember when, you know, anyways, he was top three. He comes home and he says his, says, tells his mom, he says, Mom, I came in third. And she looked at him, why didn't you come in first? Woo! Man, I was happy when I ran. We ran, you know, in the marathon. It was 30,000 people running and we came in. What were we coming like? 12,000th. I was like, yeah, top third. <laughs> I mean, how do you speak to yourself? What do you say to yourself when this stuff happens? Remember last week I gave you this principle. I said that um, the more intimate the relationship, the more the words affect and have power. Well, there isn't anyone more intimately, you know, except for God in your life than you. And what you're saying to yourself and how you say these things to yourself will determine a lot of times how far you go and, and what you will do and when you'll give up and when you won't give up. So today I, I want to talk about uh, these, these different things and, and, and I want to read a scripture. It's out of Psalm 42. It's actually the whole Psalm because in Psalm 42 he's kind of talking to himself. Okay, and I want us to just read that, that scripture. I want to walk through Psalm 42, and, and then I want to share four things that will help you in your self-talk, help you to, to motivate yourself. And, 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 and someone say, well, this is positive thinking. Yes! It absolutely is positive thinking. What do you want? Negative thinking? I mean, choose this day which one you want to walk in. Of course, if you're more positive in your thinking, and how much more? If God be for us, who can be against us? You know, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I mean, these are all good scriptures to put inside your souls to battle those things. Can I get an amen? We need to have those things in our hearts because if not, you know, the things that are in the past, the things that you've struggled with, the things, the defects that you have, the weaknesses that you have, and you allow those things to begin to dictate to you how you think. Hmm. Let's look at Psalm 42 says, as a deer longs for the streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for you, uh, the living God. When, I can, when can I, excuse me, when can I go and stand before him? Day and night, I have only tears for food while my enemies continually to taunt. That word taunt actually means to say things like he's speaking, you know. Where's your God? He keeps talking to himself. All night he's just crying. 
And he says, my heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked along the crowds, uh, uh, I I walked along the crowds, or among the crowds of worshipers, leading the great procession to the the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the loud uh, uh, sounds of great celebration. He's like, oh, I remember the old days. Oh, if I could only, if it could only be like that. I have a feeling that when you're thinking that way, you still thought that way back then. It just happened to be a good time. We've got to change our thinking, people. And he says, why am I discouraged? Why, why is my heart so sad? Put, I, I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you even from the distant Mount Hermon, uh, the source of, uh, of the Jordan, from the Nican from the, I hear the turmoil of the raging seas as your waves and, and surging tides sweep over me. But each day the Lord pours out his unfailing love upon me. And through each night I, and, and I will sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. God, you are my rock, I cry. Why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed uh, by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff at me and say, where, am I, where, is, uh, where is your God? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Like I said, I want to share four practical things that he's doing in this psalm. That encourages him, that gives him proper, if I could use this term, self-talk, self-motivation, words from God that motivate him to continue on in the midst of trouble and trials and struggles. Four things. One, he, he identifies. Two, he captures. Three, he talks and doesn't listen. This is one time I'm going to tell you to talk and not listen. He, and then four, he fires up his mind with hope. The first thing is he identifies by pouring out to God. He, he identifies what's going on. He says, when I, you know, where will I go? How can I stand before him? Day and night I cry with my, my tears. And He's pouring out his soul to the Lord. He's pouring out his soul to the Lord. But this is what he's doing. Don't whine, analyze. Don't whine, analyze. See, when he's pouring out, what he's doing is he's trying to identify what's going on inside himself. So he's not like walking around. He's not doing that. He's like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm being tormented. God, help me to understand what's going on. Difference. Totally different motivations. Totally different ways of looking at things. He's not whining. He's analyzing. And I'm going to... There's like... There's always this word, why. And, and I want to I teach you the power of the word why. Okay? The first one is the bad power. It's a negative power. Oh, why did this happen to me? Oh, my... Oh. You know, and like you're just overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed. You know, a good example of that is actually after Jesus died, Mary was so overwhelmed with grief that Jesus was standing in front of her and he didn't rec- she didn't recognize him. 
And we have a tendency to do that. Things happen. Oh, why, why this pandemic? I was just in the middle of things were going so good. Why? Oh, God, why? You're not really asking why. You're not really asking why. You're crying. You're having what we call a pity party. And this is not good for your soul. This will not elevate your soul past to becoming an overcomer. Now, the, the, the why that, 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 that uh, the writer here is saying is, he's, he's like, why in terms of analyzing? Like, why is this happening to me, God? I, I have something I can learn. There's something to learn here, God. There's something. See, he's coming at it from uh, above, not from below. When you're underneath all this struggle, you, you're never going to really see it. But what he's doing is like, okay, God, why is this happening to me? Like, like, why as in, I want to understand. There's nothing wrong with that why. Not like, God, why did you do this to me? I'm not saying that. He's saying, you know, why? Like, what's happening? I just want to learn. I want to pour out these feelings. Why do I feel the way I feel? There's nothing wrong with asking that question. You know? I, I, I don't know. She'll probably get mad at me sharing this. But this morning, this today, a year ago, Carol's brother died. Uh, and so this morning, she was a bit emotional. And she said, she goes, I just feel a, a bit emotional this morning. I'm feeling a lot of emotion. Of course, the first question is, is well, why are you feeling that? She goes, well, my brother passed away a year ago. Okay. Does that put her in a place of hopelessness? No, she understands. She knows why she's emotional. The other day, uh, I was playing with this new toy here, and it, it was giving me a hard time, and I was just so frustrated because it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do, and, and we're in the middle of a meeting, and I'm, what did I tell you guys? I said, do not trust anything I respond to right now because I am emotional, and I know exactly why I'm emotional, so I don't trust my decision. See, I know why. That's okay with that why, but don't start with the other why. You know, don't whine. Analyze. Try to understand what you're going through. That's okay to ask that kind of why. I'm going to tell you the third why in a minute. So in our analyzing and our trying to understand, the, the, 2 Corinthians says this, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts, or we take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That's a, I, I like that, that version better, and it's probably old, old Scripture, but that's because I memorized it that way. Now, we take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Any thought that keeps us from Him or from our identity in who we are in Him is godless. We need to take that thought captive and say, no, you will obey. No, I know who I am. I know who I am. I know who I am. I am yours and you are mine. We need to take these thoughts captive. We can't let them roam around. And, you know, Jesus was hanging out with the, with, well, he wasn't hanging out with the devil, but the devil came to him. You know, what does he say? He says, you know, he says, get out of here. No, I refuse to receive those words you're trying to put in my mind. No, 
Peter says something. He goes, what? Get ye behind me, Satan, for you have not the things of, my, of God in mind. Get ye behind me, thought, because you have not the thoughts of God in mind. This is a battle, people. That's, that whole scripture is about the weapons and fighting the, the weapons of, uh, our, our, uh, you know, like the, the principalities and powers in high places. Guess what? They're coming after your mind because if they can get you to think that way, then they don't have to worry about you. I can't do anything. I'll never amount to anything. Nothing's going to work out with me. I, I, I mean, I, look at me. Look at who I am. You know, see, you're just playing right into godless thinking that God doesn't want you to have. And those words that are going on in your mind, as we talked about before, are being set on fire from the pit of hell. Get them out of your mind. Tell your mind to shut up. Excuse the expression. But it's true. We can't let our minds do that. It's just, we just can't allow it. Open, says me. Okay. So first thing is we need to identify and take these thoughts captives and don't let them ruin our identity in Christ. It's going to ruin your identity in Christ. Number two. I like, Tim Keller says it this way, so I just quoted him. Talk to yourself don't listen to yourself. Talk to yourself. Don't listen to yourself. This is the first time that, you know, parents always say, listen first and then talk. But in this case, no. In this case, no. See, Jeremiah says it this way, Oh, my soul, oh, my soul, I, I, I am pained in my very heart. My heart makes a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace because uh, you have heard Oh, my soul, the sound of the trumpet and the alarm of war. Like his, 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 whole, his whole heart is just like screaming. Some of you, your whole mind and your whole body is screaming, you know. Oh, don't you look lovely today? And your whole mind is screaming, no, I don't. I'm ugly. You can do it. No, I can't do it. I failed four times before. Why would I fail? You know, how can I? See, you're, 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 you're messing with your identity. Get ye behind me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The Lord is in me. We just said it. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place right here. The Lord is in this place. Sometimes we get this idea that God is out here, which he is, but God is in here. We got to get these thoughts out of our mind. And so, he, he, you know, this is why in Psalm 42 it says, he's, he's, this is how he's saying, he's like, why am I discouraged? Why is, why is my heart so sad? No heart, no soul. I will put my trust in the Lord. See, he's yelling at himself. He's saying, No. You be quiet, emotions. I don't live by emotions. I live by faith, and I walk in faith. And so I will start telling my body, I will put my trust in the Lord. I will praise him again, says my Savior. See, he begins to command his, his body, he begins to command his emotions to do what they are supposed to do. Who serves who? Your body serve your soul, or your soul serve your body? Who serves who? Why are you letting your emotions and the lies that are, that are being perpetrated through the, through the world, why are you letting those things take control of yourself? 
And I, I know this sounds like positive thinking. It is, but that's what God says. You know, we, 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 we do it all the time. I know, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. The plans to prosper me and not harm me, to give me a hope and a future. Yeah, if only I could just be the person I'm supposed to be. See, like we come right after it with words that just cancel out the very thing. All things work of the, uh, for the good of those who love him are called according to his purpose. Yeah, I know, but not right now because, uh, you know, in me there's too much problems. See, you, you, who's telling who what the story is? You got to start telling your minds, telling your, this is how you can set words on fire from from heaven into your soul that will help you move on and move out. I love Titus says this. It says, For the grace of God has prepared, has, has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us. The grace of God teaches us what? To say no to ungodliness. Now, he's talking about, you know, like sin and things like ungodliness and that, but those thoughts are ungodly too. And you say no to them. No. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth or sit in your mind. Can I put that there? But only that which is helpful, the building up of others and yourself. According to their needs, it may, you know, excuse me, it will benefit those who are listening. You need to start listening. This is why I told you before, get intimate with God because when you're intimate with God, when you're truly intimate with God, then his words have the most effect on your life. Let his words affect your life. Stop listening, excuse me, stop listening to your parents' voice in your mind that told you you're not going to measure up. Stop listening to those, the, the, the teachers. My wife, uh, sorry if I don't if I can use it, I just love who she is. When she was in college, her professor told us she would never become uh, a nurse. She won awards at like nurse of the year, all this stuff. But her teacher said, no, you never could do it. If she listened to them, boom, no good. But she pressed on and she kept going because she, you know, I don't know why. Why did you do it? We'll ask, I'll ask you later why. We all have these moments where we fail and we fall. What are you going to do in those situations? Are you going to say, oh, my soul? Or are you going to say, soul, shut up? We're going to move on. God turn, we, we, we say it all the time. God turns curses into blessings. Well, start believing it. Start walking in it. I love what, I love what Deborah says in, in, in Judges 5, 21. He, she says, where, where she says to herself, she said, Oh, soul, march on in strength. March on in strength. I like that. She tells her soul, soul, march on in strength. It's time we start talking to ourselves and sometimes screaming at ourselves and telling our bodies and our emotions and our, and our ungodly thoughts to just put them down. So we identify, we analyze, we, 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 we begin to talk to ourselves and, and speak words and not listen to our emotions. And then finally, we fire up our mind with hope. I mean, that's what I've been doing the whole time talking to you. Psalm 103, 
Let all that I let's let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives me. Now see now he's just pumping himself. He forgives me of all my sins. If he forgives you then you forgive you. He heals me of all my diseases. He redeems me from death. He crowns me with love and tender mercies. He puts a crown on my head. Stop taking the crown off your head. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like eagles. Stop speaking to yourself like that. This is, this is where we, this is where we gotta go. Because if we continue, see, what you, what you, if you haven't figured it out yet, we build patterns in our lives. Come on. I mean, I don't know about you, but like I can, t you know, I can tell you my routine in the morning. I know my routine. I know what I do every morning. Pretty much same thing every morning. I get routines and I walk in them. And I'm not even a routine kind of guy, but we all have routines. But we have the same thing in our minds. We have routines that go through in our minds. We were just programs, man. And, and, and I heard it one time said this way. I, I like it, and then, I'll, and then I'll stop here. But, but it's like in the beginning, before, you know, like, like when you're first born, you know, or even as you grow, it's like, it's like this, this jungle. It's like in front of you, right? And so then, you know, the first time the elephant walks to the edge of the jungle, he's got he's to decide a, a way to go. And so what he does is he pushes his way through the brush, right? Well, the next elephant, he follows. And then the next elephant follows, and then pretty soon there's a path. And that path has been made. And when, 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 when the next uh, thing, next, next animal comes, the first thing he's going to do is he's going to follow that path. Why? Easy. And that's what happens in your brain. You get these pathways, and you've formed them in your brain, and this is the way you think, you know. You took a lie maybe from, from, from something that happened in your past, and it's in your brain, and then all of a sudden you're making pathways from that lie into more lies, into more junk. So you need to, like, change that, and to change that's really hard. Why? Because if you're going to make a new path, you actually have to start pushing your way through the brush again. This is why professional athletes, they sit with a coach and the coach watches them how, like for example in basketball, how they shoot the ball. And then they'll change the way they shoot and say, no, 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 your elbow is out here, you got to get it in here. Well, he's been shooting like this for six years. So what has he got to do? He's got to spend the next five weeks, 100 shots a day, 200 shots a day, getting his elbow in until pretty soon. That's the way he does it all the time now. He doesn't go back to this anymore. He goes like this. And the ball starts going in the hoop. See, he has to relearn. And this is what we need to do in our, in our minds when we've, when we've got these bad pathways that we've started. We need to change them and get godly pathways. And then pretty soon, when someone walks up to you and says, you're a loser, your first instinct is, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Like, Boom. It comes right back to that, that thought, and it rebounds off you. It doesn't come into you. And this is the whole idea of words on fire. We, we can destroy people with our words, what we speak, but we're also destroying ourselves when we have the self-talk that's no good.
God, and by the way, last thought, and then I'll be quiet. You guys can come on out, come on out. I know you, I don't know why you're waiting for me. Just come out if you want me to shut up. That's what you do. Um, when we have all these, like, things inside of us that are, like, lies and pathways that aren't right, then what happens? What comes out of our mouth? The very thing that we don't, that we think about ourselves comes out about others. And then we not only set ourselves in a bad place, but now we start setting, setting up others in a bad place. So if we change what comes in us, like we change the way we think, the way we, then what comes out of us, right, will come out blessings. I used to play golf with this guy. He was an older man than me. Um, and I was like 40 years old. And he used to, I used to just like vent. I used to just tell him all my problems. He just kept smiling. I'm like, why? Because he had a really good mind. <laughs> and he's like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine, Donald. You're going to be fine. You're going to make it. And he would just start pouring in all these positive thoughts into my mind and, and, and all these godly things into my head. Why? Because he, he just knew I was discouraged. But if he was like me, he'd go, yeah, life is rough. And then pretty soon you're all walking together the same way. Come on, people. Let's start using the Word of God to come and penetrate into our soul, into our body, so that what comes out of us is the Word of God. Can I get an amen? So analyze. When you pour out to God, don't whine. Analyze. When you talk to yourself, don't listen to yourself unless you're saying good things. Don't listen. Talk. Command. Speak to yourself. And then, number three, if I could just say it this way, Fill up your mind with the Word of God so that what comes out of you, man, just practice these words. Practice saying them. Practice out loud. Keep practicing until practice becomes natural. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Lord, in the end, we will be with you. In the end, Lord God, hallelujah. It will be wonderful, wonderful. The, the trees and the leaves will be for the healing of the nations. Lord, you will wipe every tear from our eyes. Lord God, hallelujah, we will have glorified bodies. Jesus, in the end, we will be with you. And we will, we will be living forever and ever with no doubts, no fears, no pain. This is our hope, and hope does not disappoint. Father, I pray for anyone here that's struggling with inner thoughts that continue to, to destroy them and put them down and, and, and have them live less than abundant lives because they keep talking to themselves words that are not from you. Lord, as we sing this song, Lord, I pray you would bless your people, Lord. I pray they would hear your words of love over them. That, Lord God, they would know, God, hallelujah, that you are for them, not against them.